0: Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education from across the country. I am Karen Sarah Watson, and I am a teacher. This podcast is for those who want to better understand the experiences of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have Susie DeBoer, who um, is a college professor at Hillsborough Community College down in Tampa, Florida. Susie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much, Karen, for having me on today. Um, This is, I've been so impressed with, with this podcast and with the Warriors of Education, because that's what we are. We are Warriors of Education on all levels. Um, I can't. I just. I can't say thank you enough for doing this and getting these words out um, and how important education is. I really strongly believe that this is the backbone of everything that is wrong with our society today. Is the lack of education, right. which um, brings me to the point that I'm really thrilled that I have the opportunity to teach in a community college because my students are. Um, They come from a lot of underserved populations. They come from a lot of diverse backgrounds. They have experiences that are amazing and so worth sharing and they're wonderful to teach. And these are the students that we hope will go into the world and and promote education even more. So I'm an actor, I'm a director, I'm a professor of theater. I've been teaching at Hillsborough Community College for 11 years, crazy. I know, I teach acting one, I teach acting two, I teach uh, intro to theater, which is also a gen ed requirement. So I have a lot of general education students in those classes and I direct two shows a year, one in the fall and one in the spring. And uh, we also have a visual and performing arts series where we bring in guest artists, as you know, and you were yes. one of the guest artists. Yes,
0: I was. And it was such a thrill. And let me, I just want to say about Susie, she is an incredible director. She is an incredible teacher. And and I'm just thrilled that you're here today. So I, I, I honor you too. Um, so let's get down to it. I want to find out, I, I know a lot, obviously my, my podcast so far has been focusing on K through 12 education. I have not focused on higher education. Mm -hmm. So I really wanna dig into it and find out how have you been affected by COVID, by this pandemic? And like, let's just start with that. Let's start with the pandemic happened and what's happened with community colleges. And I want to talk about funding and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, being in Tampa, Florida, we have a lot of things, um, just, you know, everything is different in every region in, in on the college level as well, as far as how it's affected certain theater, specifically theater departments. Um, and that's only really what I can speak to. I can't speak to general ed because I work in theater and we are a different breed. Um, yeah theater world because so much of what we do is about face-to-face interaction and human interaction and being human and humanity and being able to touch and being able to feel and all of those things um so our world has really been uh shaken up and uh so when everything hit back in march like everyone else in the country we were right we were getting ready to go into our tech week for our performance our spring performance and um We were collaborating for the first time with our our music department on a big choir production and a semi-opera, Henry Purcell's The fairy queen and we were so excited about it and um we we just finished our very first rehearsal of the choir and the theater department the theater students working together and it was amazing and beautiful and we found out that day and of course we went on to spring break and in florida we were still told that we were going to be able to perform we were just going to have to push it back for two weeks well as we know that didn't happen so rapidly like everyone else in the country my job turned into a desk job my job turned into trying to figure out how to navigate everything online, how to communicate with students online, how to uh, You know, take care of ourselves. I mean, as we all know, it was certainly a whirlwind and an emotional roller coaster days of tears days of anger and a few little surprises of joy here and there too. Um, my students went through the same thing. So we spent a lot of time just kind of working it out. We had some support from the college, not a lot, um, as the college was trying to, I guess, navigate their own issues in their own ways. They kind of threw, just like everyone else, pretty much in the country, the faculty to fend for themselves. Um, My production my students were adamant about keeping the production going so we did a zoom production a mid-zoomer night stream <gasps> that's amazing yeah that, they came up with the name it was an abbreviated version of a midsummer night stream and they came up with the name of a mid-zoomer night stream you can still <laughs> do that on so we did that and everybody yeah yeah so we did that and it was quite um we had a really good time of course it was a learning curve and um i was really proud of the work that they did on that so um and then the summer went and i taught more classes online in the summer i had been teaching an online intro to theater class for about a year and so i was somewhat familiar with it but this was the first time like I really had to do everything as with everyone else online. And I thought, so then the fall came around and of course there were a lot of discussions throughout the summer of what was, how the pandemic was, you know, what we were going to do in the light of the pandemic, how we were gonna handle coming back to school. And of course that changed daily, weekly, daily, and just like everyone else, we really didn't know what was going to happen until, we got into, until we got into the first week of school, which we started uh, uh, mid-August, I don't know the date off the top of my head. Um, and the solution that we were permitted to come up with was, uh, an H department was very different. We have theater, we have music, we have dance and visual art. And um, for theater, I was permitted to have, actually I have four courses that are face-to-face, they alternate days and two are hybrids um with a maximum of 10 students in a studio theater which is a very large black box space so we really have about 10 feet in between the studio in between each students and of course we all wear masks Um, i temperature check every student every class period and um, they have to wash their hands every class period and we wipe everything down every class period and so far so good um, so that's essentially, and then I teach four courses online now. So I'm teaching more than I was before and yeah. um, not getting paid anymore. As a matter of fact, um, I know you're going to talk about funding later, but I'll just, this is a good place to put this in. They took away our raises. Um, they said that they we we weren't going to get a raise this year, um, which had been in our contract for the last three years and um, they didn't even tell us until we were back in at a faculty in-service meeting, that it just kind of came out, but they didn't bother to tell the union, they didn't bother to tell the faculty anyone until um, someone sort of heard it through the grapevine. So that wasn't obviously um, not an ideal situation, um, but we are, so, and of course we didn't get paid for any sort of training or any sort of extra work that we've done for all of the time that we've spent learning all of these online platforms, recreating our entire curriculum, uh, all of those things. So, right. you know, I don't know speaking specifically to the community college or the four-year college or K through 12, I honestly don't know that it's been that different. I think we've all had to, we've all been, you know, navigating the same tricky waters, um, right. you know, and I think each level sort of has its own tricky waters, but uh and, and I don't know, in a strange way, I guess the community college is in the middle of those tricky waters because we don't have campus, we have campuses, but we don't have on-campus housing, so we don't have, Those issues that a lot of the four year colleges have of being concerned with dorms and outbreaks of COVID in a dorm situation or in a uh, Sorority or fraternity or big parties like that. We don't have those concerns because we are a community college and most of the students live on their own or even some with still with their parents.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you how it was down there because i um, Florida, you know, has had a lot of outbreak. Well, we're hearing about Florida having a lot of outbreaks, but mm-hmm. it seemed that everything was okay with you guys like you didn't, you seem yeah. was-
1: We personally didn't have any at HCC at Hillsborough Community College and we have five campuses um, throughout Hillsborough County. Um, we had, I shouldn't say we didn't have any, we had one small one at the very beginning um, on the Dale Mabry campus, which is our largest campus. And we do have off-campus housing there. It's, it's not a, really a dorm, it's, it's kind of off-campus housing that they provide for certain students. And that's where it happened. So it was a similar situation that a dorm room would be in. And of course those students were quarantined and weren't allowed back to class for 14 days and so forth. But other oh, than that, the rest of the campuses have not had issues that we know of.
0: Good. I mean, I'm glad to hear that because colleges are really suffering right now mm-hmm. all over the country. And I was curious, um, and it's it's interesting to hear about that community colleges are not really having those problems because you don't have the housing issue yeah, um, or the partying issue and what's is happening in other schools. I, I do want to um, talk ask you a little bit about community college because I feel like from what I'm hearing is that you guys have it's It's been very hard to fund community college. I think that like from what I'm hearing on the outside, I'm curious about I want to talk about funding mm-hmm. and um, being able to, you know, continue a successful program. What has funding been like for you? Because I know that um, teachers up here at CUNY, have just been struggling a lot. And I know there's a lot of teachers are furloughed, a lot of teachers are being let go, and Mm -hmm. tell me what's happening in in your
1: end of the woods. Well, and I know some of those teachers at CUNY too, um, from other associations that I'm involved with, so I hear about it too. Uh, I would say, you know, we've got a ton of community colleges in Florida, like 26 community colleges in the state of Florida. Um, We at HCC have been fairly well-funded, But I say that only, I say that very, I don't know if that's really, (laughs) you know, I mean, I say that because I get a paycheck and I'm not furloughed, Um, however, do I have a budget for the items that I need to run a successful department? No, do I have, I finally got a staff assistant after nine years, so I've had a staff assistant in place for two years. I'm a full-time faculty of one running an entire department, um, relying on the help of my adjuncts who get paid virtually nothing. Uh, and you know, and there's no real hope in sight for those types of funding issues. Um, and again, as I said, they cut our our uh, raises this year. Um, they say it's due to low enrollment. However, that was supposedly in the budget before, so. The one thing that they have stated at this point is they're not planning on any furloughs. And they have not had to do that. Uh, Hillsborough Community College has not had to do that. And we've been able to keep our adjuncts for the most part. Now, some of the adjunct load has been reduced because the enrollment has been down. So the full-time faculty have to pick up those classes in order to make what we call load. Um, in order to make what we're required to make. So in that regard, some of the adjunct classes have been reduced.
0: Do you feel like that um, coming out of it, you'll be able to get back to a somewhat normal, program or are you worried about the impact of what's happened?
1: I really do because I feel like um, we're still out in the community and I think that's the one of the advantages to the community college because we are affordable to students that's what our whole goal is is to make education affordable Um, that we are still attracting and retaining those students and I feel like they are anxious to get back into uh, back into a classroom back into a higher education situation so um I I feel pretty confident that coming out of this we're going to we're gonna be strong. We're gonna we're gonna do it.
0: <laughs> good. No, that's yeah. really good to hear. Yeah. It's nice to hear some positive
1: news yeah. out of this
0: because <laughs> you know, normally when I'm talking to people, they're like our programs are being cut, we'll never get back to normal. It's so it's been oh. so hard. And I'm, I I have talked to my uh, again, my friends and, and in their community colleges and There's a lot of, there's just been a lot of suffering. And and from what I've talked to also, the online teaching is, is, is causing attrition too. Are you, uh, are you losing teachers because of this Um, in in other as I know that not in your program because you are the teacher in your program, (laughs) but from what you've heard uh, over campus, has this been a problem? Yes. Um,
1: it's been a problem on both the faculty level and on the student level. Um, I, do, I did have two adjuncts who did not return this semester um, because anyone teaching, any faculty, including adjuncts, full-time or adjunct teaching online had to go through an, a pretty rigorous online training course, which was um, there was no compensation offered for it. So, right, exactly. So, um, I had done it, so I was able to be grandfathered in, but any new adjunct who hadn't taught online before had to take that course without compensation. And as again, as we all know, adjuncts don't get paid as it is, that you know, it's barely, it's not even a living wage. Um, so I had an adjunct to just point blank refused to, to take the course and said, therefore, you know, I'm willing to sit this semester out or even if it's a year I'll sit the year out. And that was her choice and I respected her choice for that. Uh, so in that regards, yes, the online situation has absolutely affected and uh, faculty. And there's just certain courses in the theater department we can't teach online. I don't, right. we, you know, we can't teach stagecraft online. I've heard of some departments doing it as a textbook course, but that's not what our course is. So we can't do it. Um, voice and movement, we are doing it, although it's very, it's very difficult. Right, Uh, So there there are just certain things like that. And then with students, the students, uh, I see them struggling in my online courses. And I know these are the students that would be taking my courses face-to-face. And they just, I mean, honestly, they just don't have the skills to be taking an online course. And so now, and I've been saying this kind of this semester as well. So now is my job not only as faculty to teach content, but also to teach students how to use a computer, not just a phone. Is it my job to teach them how to navigate through a a Canvas course? Is it my job to help them to understand what an attachment is? Like, not really. (laughs) Not really. Not with everything else. That's not why I have a master's degree. Um, but uh, you know and I didn't mean it like that and of course I go above and beyond for my students all the time but of
0: course. some of these
1: basic skills they would have gotten in had they been able to come to campus and learn them on campus at that time which they just didn't have that opportunity now. right
0: like one of the I mean again I teach the little ones so it's totally different but in a way it's not because you know, I'm teaching remotely too, and and I get online, and and half the cameras are down, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, they don't have their cameras on, and and I and I say, I can't teach you without you with your cameras off. Like, there's no way to do theater without your with your cameras off. Right. And the problem in their households, and I don't know if it what what it's like in. on the college level is that there's like three people there and everybody's on their own computers and it's really loud in the background and they can't hear and it's hard for them to participate. Um, Have you experienced that at all with, (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Um, So again, last semester when I had to teach everything online, um, so trying to teach an acting class online in this format, Zoom, and I had 16 students, um, which I know is not a lot for some, but for an acting class, 16 students is a lot, and um, or in a rehearsal on Zoom and someone's parent would come into their room and tell them to shut up because they were trying to do something else and you know, and so obviously not a conducive learning environment, not a conducive active and acting environment. And then of course, yes, the Wi-Fi is a huge issue. Again, community college students generally tend, and I realize this, but in a way, um, they, they're coming from underserved populations where the wife, they're in an apartment building and the Wi-Fi is terrible. Or there are four people trying to be online at the same time and there's one computer so absolutely we had all of those issues which is why i refused to teach those classes face to face or you know in this format again this semester okay so you said no to
0: that you were like absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and the college supported me on that which i appreciated right and so um well it's good that it's good that you had your college is supporting you i'm here cur- i'm so curious too which is like outside of this is that um, your governor is very controversial, yeah. and um, I've talked to Florida uh, um, teachers K through twelve who have been forced back into the classroom, mm-hmm. who are working in unsafe conditions. I'm curious. How, it doesn't sound like you're experiencing any of that. It sounds like your your school is protecting you.
1: Yes, uh, and again, we have fought, yeah, we're a very different situation than the public schools, even the public school right down the street from me, um, or even some of the private schools that are literally, that I can walk to from my house or, you know, ride my bike to. We're a very different situation than that. So, Um, I don't know whether that's thanks to the president of the college or whether that was thanks to um, the overall administration, but someone in our administration did absolutely follow, was very adamant about making sure all the CDC guidelines were followed, that the faculty felt safe to return. There were lots of meetings over the summer. The faculty was actually given an option if they did not want to return. And they wanted to carry their full load online that they absolutely could. Um, we were given a lot of pro- protocols uh, as to what would happen when we did return. We have CDC uh, and we have COVID, I think they're called COVID counselors. I don't remember what we call them, but we have, we have like two on every campus. We have, I mean, we have every sort of material possible that we, I think that we need. Um, and again, we limited our class sizes so that uh, social distancing could happen and absolutely had to happen. And we really only have, I think we're only at 15% on campus and the rest is online.
0: And how are they surviving on that? I mean, I'm just so curious how... The college? Yeah, I mean, with just, with, with you know, 15% of your enrollment.
1: Well, I mean, I wondering how anybody's
0: surviving that.
1: Our enrollment overall is down 20% which is, I mean, it's not, it could be worse. It could be better. Um, I'm talking about online or on campus face-to-face where we only have about 15% on campus. The rest of it's all online. Online. So the online. campus, you know, and again, for the faculty that are teaching on campus, most of us are only going to classes twice a week. So we have limited exposure on campus. We only, see, when I go to campus, I'm the only class there. So it's really there's no one else in the building. It's very oh, wow. different than the public schools where they're still pushing thirty kids into a classroom and they're still and they you know I don't I I don't even know how they're doing it. It's absolutely horrible. It's awful. Um, my heart goes out to every public school teacher in in the country, but in Florida and Tampa, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, wow. I'm in a very different situation than that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I'm I'm real. It's it's really wonderful to talk to someone whose school is actually taking care of them Mm -hmm. you know I'm also curious about just as a theater teacher theater is very touchy-feely we do a lot of stuff where you're you're it's a lot of communication and it's a lot of like you know really kind of in your face kind of stuff and like costumes and you know how do you do it without all of this what is it like for
1: you we, um, so in acting, we really just, or acting one classes, we have really just adapted all of our exercises so that we're, and I talk about being physically distant and not socially distant. I still wanna create a sense of community, a sense of being with someone, even though we're physically apart. Uh, and we're exploring what that distance means and how we can still be close, but physically apart. So it, it's just taking a different approach in acting. Now for my performance, I um, was able to commission a playwright um, from the Farm Theater who has Yay. written a specific play uh, called um, uh, Skin Hunger Touch Starved. And this, the request was that this play be written for, with physical distancing in absolutely as part of the text, so to speak. So, um, yeah, so we have a brand new script that we are working with. I have a cast of six actors and a crew of four. And um, they're, you know, it's really only two person scenes at a time. They're physically distant, which is the play takes place in the future. It's kind of a daunting premise. uh, And I'm really excited about the play. And a shout out to Patrick Lillis, who was my director, who's Farm
0: theater. I have to
1: (laughs) share this with him.
0: Yes. but I mean, it, I, I really believe that what you're, what, how you're doing your class, I think that everybody teaching could use that lesson about how to work with students, like how to teach students to be intimate without, with, but, in, but being socially distanced, that we can still form communication and we can still uh, form um, relationships even if we can't be close to other people. And I think that that, I love that you're doing that and I think that that's something that we could all learn from just in every type of class, you know, because I think students don't, you know, they're not, they're not feeling connected anywhere. They're just kind of by themselves there. And when you're online, you're just, it's just you and your house and you can't really reach out and touch someone. So it's mm-hmm. like, how do we do that? You know, how do we get that same feeling? So I love that you have that in your program, um, that, you. that you are teaching that.
1: Yeah, it seems to be working. They, they seem to be really receptive of it. Although I'm not gonna lie, like every class period, they say, do you think we'll be able to take the mask off by the end of the semester? I'm like, no, <laughs> no,
0: That's no, no. The masks are so hard. It's very hard to be in a mask all day, and it's
1: very hard. It's very hard to be in a mask. It's very hard to teach theater in a mask because we can't see each other's faces. Um, so we have done a couple of Zoom classes for that reason only, just so we can see the face. Um, I've tried using the clear plastic masks. They're horrible. Um, okay. they, they like I don't know over here, but they yeah, in, in 30 seconds, not even, they steam up and then there's like droplets of saliva and, then, and they're just, it's just awful. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, so we really miss that. We miss being able to see someone smile at us, you know, so we've been working a lot with the eyes too, like <laughs> smile with your eyes. Smile with your eyes. There's yeah. Talking about perfecting the eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> How much communication can we do with our eyes? So we've with been really eyes. Fun having some fun with those kinds of ideas as well. And then oh, that's the safe. whole openness, just body language in general. Um, but you know, so no, it's not ideal, but we are absolutely working with what we have. And they would rather be there than I hate to say about here, like in this
0: format. Right, and you know, I mean, and this is what we need to do right now. I mean, this is this is our world. this is how we stay safe, so we can either fight it or we can learn to work work with it, which it sounds right. like you're really you've really learned how to work with it in a right. in a positive and and productive way, which is which right. is great. yeah, and so, um well, this has been really great to talk to you and find out, and again, i i, I it makes me happy that. Uh, there are programs out there that are taking care of their teachers, and that you know even though the budget is really hard and you know you should be paid for everything you do, you should not be working for free, and so many yeah. of us do so much extra work for free. Yeah. and that's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. i'm I'm happy to, to see that you're you're being safe. your students are being safe and that that you're being taken care of at least in that way, and that you're taking care of your students and which makes you such a great teacher Yeah, thanks. thanks. but um so I just want to thank you for being on the podcast today and talking about your college and um and I'm going to definitely try to bring on some more college uh some professors to talk mm-hmm. about what it's like in that world and it, it is very interesting but I feel oh, like we're all go
1: ahead no, I was to say, I will tell you this, um, as this all came in, and from what I've been understanding, a lot of theater departments opted to not go back, offer any face-to-face classes. Um, we, I was in a conference in August, so early August, right before we went back, a national conference, some of your CUNY um, peers were there, and I don't believe I mean, I I don't remember off the top of my head, but there was a vast majority of college professors that were opting to not go back face to face. They just didn't feel that it was safe or that they could do it efficiently or functionally or whatever. Um, So it was a really split decision. There was some sort of, I wouldn't say it wasn't hostile, but there was some like, oh, you're going back to class and... You know so it wasn't it right to see how those classes are going now and how, yeah. how, um, and the ones who chose if there are any regrets of choosing to go back, and uh, the ones who didn't choose to go back if there were. I would say that on the biggest level is I think the colleges gave more um power to the faculty to make the choice that they thought was right versus the public schools K through 12. Which the faculty has no input whatsoever at least around right and right
0: you know right you know and, i mean no input on anything there's been no there's no teachers on any committees to make these decisions it's right. all a lot of corporate people a lot of people who haven't been teachers who are making the decisions for us mm-hmm. um but i again it's it's great to see that you're doing it in a safe way and that it's 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 successful like so far it's been successful and i hope it continues to be successful and um i can't wait to see what you guys come up with uh and i'm excited to see this play with the farm theater t- yeah. too so we'll yeah. post links and stuff um, when Great. i when i release this yeah so absolutely. so anyway Susie, i just uh, Susie devore i want to thank you so much for being on the warriors of education podcast and the work you're doing is extraordinary you you truly are a warrior of education so thank you Susie. thank you karen This has been the Warriors of Education podcast dedicated to all the hardworking teachers across this country. We hear you. We see you. We honor you. Thank you.